Welcome to Spotlight Conversations with voice talent and DJ Donna Reed. Donna talks music and media from her sunny linoleum-free studio. Come on in. Welcome to Spotlight Conversations. I'm Donna Reed, and I'm very excited to have Laura Franca Davis. That's Laura Franca Davis. That's here with LFD Communications. And it's exciting to have you here, Laura, because as we were thinking about this podcast, I was thinking, what are things I like? And I, I like media and I like music and entrepreneurs and you run a public relations company and I think that's a very important part of media obviously but it's it's just great to have you here today because I think a lot of people who are thinking about starting their own business um, you'd be a good person to ask so tell me a little bit about LFD communications great well I appreciate you um, having me on I really feel honored um, gosh I never really thought I would I would be able to go into business for myself. Um, I just, I look back at the last almost two years now and I'm just like, wow, for anyone that is looking to do this, I have a couple pieces of advice and a couple of things that really helped me. Um, don't do it until you have a really solid network. Um, I was fortunate in my career to have worked, um, obviously in PR, you meet a lot of people, you meet a lot of members of the media, mm-hmm. I built a really solid network. And I didn't realize it until I started doing this. And then once you start building that network, continue to build it when you go into business yourself. Because I will tell you that the majority of my business has been referral-based. People hear about the good work that I've been able to do, and they refer me to somebody else. And from there, it's just kind of ballooned, and I get repeat business. So I cannot emphasize enough the importance of a solid network and then also making sure that you have a solid reputation. Um, you know, your your personal reputation really can take you a long way, your personal and professional reputation. And I'll be honest in that I didn't realize that I had I had a good reputation until I got, until I got out on my own and people were like, you know, you do really great work and um, you're really skilled and you're really knowledgeable. I had no idea that people thought of me that way. So, you know, it's important to work hard and to put in your dues and to um, carry that work ethic wherever you go, because you just don't know where it's going to land you next. And I am so fortunate to have such an amazing network, um, people that, you know, gave me advice and helped me just like I'm doing now when I first started out. Was it always your dream to have your own PR business, even when you were working in the corporate sector? It was. Um, I always wanted to go out on my own. I, 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 I wasn't expecting to do it so soon, but circumstances in my uh, previous life, if you will, just kind of led me in this direction. And um, if I don't, you know, if I have a choice, I don't ever want to go back into an office again. I have loved this. I have loved (laughs) the freedom that it's afforded me. Um, I have learned, I have loved, absolutely loved all the different opportunities that I've gotten, the variety and the the different clients that I've, I've gotten to work with and the industries that I've been exposed to that I didn't know anything about prior to. So, um, yes, I just, but I just didn't realize that it would be coming so soon, but, um, you know, we are, we're going to be sitting on two years in October, which 
uh, just doesn't seem possible at all. What What is your typical day like since, you know, the last month or two? Has it changed at so, all? It has because, I mean, I was I was going into clients' offices and, and going and having meetings. And I, you know, I do like being, I do like having those in-person touch points. I think that's really, really important. Mm-hmm. And I do, I miss that. I miss having those in-person meetings and going to, to a, to an office and um, sitting down with a client and having that face-to-face conversation. So that, you know, that definitely has changed, but as far as like my work set up and um, you know, the, the technology and all that, that has not changed. Um, my husband is working from home full time now. That is a, that's a new development. That's been, um, that's been great. Um, because he has a journalism background too. And so if I nice. need to go, um, bounce something off of him or ask him to read something, I can. That's great. <laughs> um, so that's been helpful. Um, so really it hasn't changed that much except for that, you know, that daily, well, I would have a, a weekly meeting on Mondays with a client that always just kind of got my week going off, um, right. in the right direction. And I don't have that anymore and I miss that, but other than that, it really hasn't changed too much. You're on the phone a lot more, probably. On the phone, and I have had to learn Zoom just like everybody else. All right. Have you had yeah. any interesting Zoom meetings, or is everybody pretty much on board on how to? Um, everybody is pretty much on board. I did have my dog um, crash my Zoom meeting just yesterday. <laughs> that is the most adorable dog, because I follow you on Facebook, yes. and she is just, I could see her crashing. <laughs> <laughs> Her name is Darla, and um, I have a, her bed actually set up behind my desk. And yesterday I was on a Zoom call, and she just decided it was nap time. Um, so she crawled into um, she crawled into her bed, and everybody saw it. Um, and then a couple of weeks ago, I was on a call, and she just started barking. And my client was like, "You better control Fido." I'm like, "Oh yeah, she's just so ferocious." Right. Yes. If you see Darla, she's not. She's just a very cute dog. Intern. <laughs> there you go. See, that's that's a perfect setup. So the successes you've had from working at home, has there been a success story? Well, and even before the pandemic, because I was, you know, I was going into an office every day. And so I, I did have to pivot. I know that's a word that's being used a lot right now, but I had to pivot even before the whole pivoting trend started. <laughs> And, um, you know, a couple of things that have really helped me is I have a dedicated workspace and I know, I know that not everybody is fortunate to have that. Like I have my own office, which is great. Mm-hmm. Um, and then even little things like I, I did a, a webinar back in March with, uh, the public relations society of, of America Houston chapter about mm-hmm. this topic and even like putting your shoes on. And not working in, um, you know, just your socks. I know that sounds so silly, but there's something about putting your shoes on that just makes me feel grounded for the day. And I had a conversation with a client about the same thing, and she was like, I feel exactly the same way. Mm. Um, So, again, I know that sounds really silly. And I, I also think there's this perception that people that work from home work in their pajamas, and that that's not right. I don't, I don't see how that's very conducive. It depends what the work is, <laughs> right? Right. Okay. 
I mean, I don't dress up every day. I mean, I, I, I would if I had a client meeting, of course, but, um, you know, I, I don't sit in my pajamas. It's not that kind of leisurely <laughs> type of atmosphere. Um, I have to maintain, you know, certain professional standards. And, you know, one of the things that I found, too, is, yes, I have meetings and, yes, I have phone calls, but I get so much more done without the constant stream of interruptions that an office can afford you. Right. So There's something wonderful about that. I always think if you've been in media any length of time, and you can probably attest to this, you just never know if there's going to be a camera somewhere. That's right. And, and you just don't know. But I, I might add that I do have slippers on today. So, But you can't see my shoes. Well, that is okay. okay. I have sneakers on, but Let's, <laughs> I have shoes on. All right. Well, that works. Um, also, as a, a PR agency, the importance of messaging and reputation for a new mm-hmm. business, an existing business, you're thinking about starting a business, what kind of advice do you have for them? Well, like I said in the beginning, your reputation is, is everything and when you start out and you're trying to build clientele especially when you're a sole entrepreneur like I am you better do a really good job with everything and that's that is hard sometimes because you know you're trying to balance a lot of different clients um you're trying to meet all their deadlines you're trying to deliver for them um and you might want to slack off a little bit, but you can't because right. you never know where that piece of work will lead you. It right. might lead you to uh, repeat business with that particular client, or it might lead to a referral to someone else. So, um, you know, that would be one of the things is, you know, deliver quality work um, because the idea, and I learned a long time ago from, my boss at Pierpont Communications, Phil Morabito, that you have to keep your pipeline of possibilities open all the time. And that that's one of the reasons why I feel like I have been successful is that I'm always looking for opportunities. And even today, I sat down and I wrote down a list of possible prospects. I've got plenty of work today, but you never know when something might happen or when a project is going to be finished. You mm-hmm. want to always have something else that you're chasing and that you're trying to bring in a door. So that would be another huge piece of advice is always have a pipeline going of possible prospects. Um, and then use your social media channels to, I mean, I hate to say it, but to, to toot your own horn. Like if I've gotten a media placement for a client, I always ask if it's okay for me to share right. um, on their behalf and tag them. But I think that has been part of my success too is that, I take advantage of those opportunities and I showcase what I'm being, what I'm able to do. And so you can't, you can't be afraid to toot your own horn a little bit. You have to, because you have to market yourself. Now, is there a, a fine line between tooting your own horn and also just going overboard? I mean, what is, in your opinion, what's the fine line of doing that? Obviously you want to get your good stuff out there, but sometimes it's, it's overload. Yeah. I think you just, I mean, I think it goes back to your personality, too. Um, I've never been, you know, like I said at the beginning, I had no idea that I had such a positive reputation. So I am very careful about that um, because I don't want to sound like I'm, you know, coming across in a certain way. Mm -hmm. As the old saying goes, the cobbler's children have 
they have no shoes. And so you have to take the time to market yourself, to market your results. Even though sometimes it may feel a little bit uncomfortable, I would encourage you to do that. Um, because otherwise, nobody's going to know what it is that you've been doing. Right, right. That makes sense. Do you write all these things down before you talk on the phone? I mean, do you have a list that you write down? And some people do, you know, they send themselves emails, which I do that. I don't know if that's common or not. Or they write a list or they put sticky notes on their desk. How do you get organized like the day before if you know Thursday, for example, is going to be very busy? I have every week I do an old fashioned write it down in the notebook list of things and I organize it by client and I know what I need to do that particular client and I'll just leave space under each client in case there are additional things that come up but that's how I keep myself organized and I don't do it necessarily electronically I just I write it down I've always been that way have you ever had a challenging client in PR and how did you fix that? You're always going to run into situations. I think a big part of PR is education mm-hmm. um, and managing expectations. And so I've been fortunate that, um, you know, my clients have really understood or if they haven't understood, I've been able to identify, hey, wait a minute, I need to, I need to coach them on how PR really works. Mm-hmm. Um, because I think there's a lot of there's a lot of confusion between advertising and PR and you being in media, you can understand that for sure. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the lines get blurred, especially um, now that you know there are there are a lot of opportunities for um, advertorials and you know doing you know paid PR opportunities. Um, so if I if I feel like the expectations are getting a little bit, I will stop and say, okay, wait a minute, let me just kind of explain how this works. That just because I send out a press release about your particular um, product or your personnel announcement or your program, it doesn't necessarily mean that I'm going to be able to garner media coverage for you. Um, There's a certain process that that needs to take place and the reporter needs to be able to, um, you know, they've got to bite, bite off on it and they've got to be interesting. So, you know, that, that's probably been one of the biggest challenges is just trying to educate um, and what, what PR really means and what the, what the process truly entails. And in just a sentence, what would you, how would you describe PR, public relations? Public relations is, the management of your various stakeholders, communicating to them the various messages that they need to they need to hear, um, and it's always been said that public relations is a function that really needs to sit at the executive level. That it's not just writing press releases and it's not just writing. Um, key messages. It's mm-hmm. actually a management function. Um, and that's something that I, I learned early on in my career that, you know, it's important to have PR at the table, especially right now, given the world that we're in with the pandemic and the, you know, the, the justice reform. 
um, it's really, really important to make sure that your PR person, your PR executive is, is part of management decisions and plays a significant role. And when you speak of uh, social media, you talked about that earlier. What, for someone that's going into business, any kind of business, how does social media, what role do they play in, in the start of a new business? So social media, um, you know, I think it's, it, it's a good marketing tool. It's a good marketing platform. Um, you know, I have an LFD Communications Facebook page, and I've got an Instagram page. Um, it's something that, you know, it requires upkeep, but it, it is a great place to, sh- to share your thoughts and to communicate different aspects of whatever it is that you're um, whatever it is your business is about, you have to be able to keep up with it. And again, it goes back to what I was saying about the cobbler's uh, children. Right, <laughs> you may right. be busy trying to keep up with somebody else's social media that you forget your own. But I, I do think it is important for entrepreneurs to have that presence so that they do have a place to share their thoughts and to showcase what it is that they're, that they're working on. Now, a lot of folks have a personal page and their business page. What are the mm-hmm. absolute you don't do and yes, you can do as far as what to post on each page? Obviously, the one for personal is more like, oh, very personal stuff. But the business page is about some of the great things you're doing, um, a new client you have. What's the, what's the things that you don't want to put on your business page, say? Um, you know, I think, I think with both, it's important to be authentic, but just in a different way. Okay. Um, one of the things that that people have told me about my personal brand and my my personal Facebook page and my you know my other uh, social media accounts is that I come across very genuine and very authentic, and I have that transparency. You want to do that also with your business pages, but just it's different content, like you were saying. Your personal Facebook page, I would caution people about what they put on their individual Facebook page, even if they have a separate business page, because especially right now with all the politics and whatnot, you need to be very careful um, because you may have a client that is on one side of the fence and you're on the other. That might cause an issue for you. There's a fine line there. I think you do have to be pretty careful about that you know, especially on your own personal page, Mm. you know, that would be one of the, one of the don'ts in my opinion. And then, like you said, it's the content, what you would share on your personal page would be like what you have for dinner or something like that. Right, right, right. Or going, you're going to a winery or, you know, you're a vacation or whatever. And then your business page is more about, you know, sharing an article and giving your commentary on that. Or, um, you know, like when this webcast, when this, podcast is um, published I want to be able to you know share that Um, so again it's just you know it's a look into your personal life and then a look into your professional life and both need to be authentic but just in different ways right and it's it's some people combine them both I don't for me personally I don't think that's a great idea I think it's better to have two because your audience is going to be different for both of those absolutely yep. so, so that and now what are your future plans for LFD communications stay in business for five years <laughs> right 
Oh, I'm sure you will. You're a very organized person. It sounds like you're very successful, too. I would guess you have a five-year and a 10-year plan. You sound like that kind of person. You yeah. know, I before the pandemic started, I, I had planned to bring somebody else on board because it's been me the whole time. Then when that started, I mean, I've been hit by the pandemic. I lost some clients. I represent nonprofits, and they had to they had to put the brakes on. And so, you know, I I've been affected. Um, and so, those plans to bring somebody else on, you know, were halted. I do not, you know, beyond bringing an, an additional person on, I really I want to keep it the way that that I've created it. I love you know, working for myself. I love working by myself. Um, of course, you know, the collaboration with the teams and all of that, but I don't want it to get huge. That's never been my goal. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, five-year plans. I, you know, I, I've had the opportunity to work, um, in hospitality this year mm-hmm. and I've really enjoyed that. I'd love to bring on some more hospitality clients. I know right now it's not the perfect time for that, mm-hmm. but, um, that has been really enjoyable for me. I have a lot of experience in nonprofits, so I'd like to maybe expand my wings a little bit and do some more for-profit. Um, one of the things I've been doing a lot of since the pandemic started is I've done a lot of content creation and writing and doing articles. And, you know, I do the media relations, but I've, I've also done a lot of content creation and I'd love to be able to expand my offerings in that area to help um, businesses do things like, you know, what write website copy and create content for newsletters and that kind of thing. Because I'm finding, you know, that's always been a passion of mine is writing, but I, I'm finding just how much I truly enjoy it since I've been able to do it more. And it seems like writing could possibly be a lost art because everyone wants to do things so quick in a Facebook post or an Instagram post. So for anyone to sit down and write two or three paragraphs that are um, intelligent and insightful about a product or a company, you don't see as much of that. So I I think that's going to be very much in demand at some point. I hope so. And I agree with you. I think it's a lost art. I think that people are, you know, like you said, they're in a hurry to turn things. But Mm -hmm. you have to have that meaningful content Mm -hmm. on your website that you can then share on social media that drives people back to your website and you know you've got to look for those inspirational stories and that that meaningful content that's going to draw people in and I think a lot of people shy away from writing but I love it and it's something that I've always enjoyed doing and you know one of the one of the great things about this whole journey that I've been on the last couple of years is I've had the opportunity to really hone my skills in a lot of areas and um, you know, writing, I've, I've gotten stronger, I feel like, and I've exposed myself to learning about different um, back-end uh, website development mm-hmm. programs like WordPress, and um, I've had to teach myself things, and I've, you know, I've really um, been open to learning new skills, which then I can turn around and market as something that I can provide. So that's been really beneficial. The more experience you have, and that desire and passion for it too right and then also reading you know the reading really does help a lot in terms of being able to write you know in a concise and easy to easy to read manner Uh, I can't stress that enough 
Going back a little bit to reputation management, um, do you want to expand on a couple of things with that? I mean, do you um, specifically go to clients with, hey, this is what we need to talk about too, um, you know, their reputation and keeping it above board and watching what you like, what, you know, all those things that people do on Facebook? Yeah, so I think one of the important things, and I, I wrote an article, a contributor article for a publication called um, Construction Executive about why why it's important for even a construction contractor to bring on a PR person to their team. Mm-hmm. And one of the things that I talked about in that was um, the importance of responding to uh, reviews and comments and different things that people are leaving on your social media channels. Um, it's called social media for a reason. So you have to, you do have to engage and you have to respond and you can't just have a cookie cutter response to a complaint. You've got to personalize it and you've got to look into what they are um, complaining about. If, you know, if it is a legitimate complaint and craft a response accordingly. Um, because if you, if you don't do that, then the reputation that you have worked so hard to build can actually blow up in you know, a matter of days and you don't want that. Consumers and decision makers are going to scrutinize where they're going to put their dollars and what companies they're going to support more and more. And they're really going to remember, I think, how companies responded and how they acted during this pandemic and if they made the right decisions about closings and openings and if they did everything possible to protect their consumers and their teams. So um, I think, you know, I think that's, you know, how companies and how businesses are are responding right now to Mm -hmm. what's going on in the world around them is really, really going to be key later down the road. And what do you think, Oh, a year from now, six months from now. I mean, six months is really not that far away. I think the coronavirus is, is going to define 2020. There's no doubt about it. Like, for example, when people start really traveling again, I think, you know, I think they're going to have to, they're going to have to really look at their messaging and what they're telling the public. And the other thing, too, is if they have a crisis communications plan, hopefully they do. They're going to have to dust it off and make some changes to how they handle crisis. I, I just think that this year is bringing to light some very defining moments that are going to shape business as we know it. And it's hard it's hard to look in a crystal ball and see, you know, what what's going to happen in six months to a year. I, I mean, I hope that we have moved beyond this. I, mm-hmm. I think everybody does. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, but I, I, I just think that um, there's going to be more emphasis on, you know, how companies are messaging and how they're taking care of their consumers, both from a, a pandemic response and then also the civil rights uh, response. And, and I just, I just think that the public is going to be more scrutinizing. So it's going to be important to to revisit those messages often. I think. Laura Franca Davis, thank you for coming in today. And someone's going to be listening and go, I want her to be our PR person for a company. Where would they have to go? I hope so. How, how would they contact you? 
things go to my website, which is lsdcommunications.com. All my um, information is there, my email, um, my phone numbers, everything is there. And um, they can also follow LSD Communications on Facebook. Um, And then I'm also on LinkedIn as Laura Franca Davis. Thank you, Laura. This has been Spotlight Conversations. We'll see you next week. You've been listening to Spotlight Conversations with Donna Reed. Thanks for tuning in.